0: all right okay all right thank you so much okay yeah that one is working as well okay i am um, i really uh like what siamu did i don't know whether have you seen me do this somewhere okay uh because if you did then it was going not to be nice but because you haven't seen me do this somewhere, um, I really like what he did. Not that I didn't like what uh, Ntabi Seng did. I also liked what Ntabi Seng did, but not that much. <laughs> uh, sorry, Ntabi Seng. But the reason why I didn't like what Ntabi Seng did is that she only took two of the five things that she was supposed to take. She should have taken everything. I, I told, I said, make a choice of the things. I have five of each. And that guy is my man. <laughs> he, he took five of these things and uh, that was his choice. Uh, with Ntavi saying she took uh, two, which uh, is not a problem because... Uh, because I am uh, a good pastor, you you can have the the rest. You can use uh, that soap. You can use it as well. It's nice soap. Um, now, you see what happens in life is that um, we we usually live lives of we we, we trade off. Things we, we think in terms of either, all. So when, when I have five things, it's the first time that somebody has taken all the five. I was at Parkview. <laughs> Sorry to say this, but I was at Parkview. And uh, I did this. And uh, the people I asked to come to the front. I actually asked four. So I asked the two to come. The two came and they took one. The other person took one. I I, I said I'm going to try it again. I called the other set. They took one each. You see the thing is this. When you are told that you have to make a choice. I didn't say of one thing. I said I have five things and you can make a choice. You can make a choice to do what? To take all of them. It's a choice, isn't it? But you know what usually many people do? Most people usually get one thing. Now, because of the way that our minds are conditioned, when we are asked to make a choice about... Things in life, most of the times, what we do is that we choose from the list, we take something out of that. But who said we should do that? God did not create bananas and apples and grapes and mangoes so that you can choose one. He created them so that you can get everything. Because God God is a God of variety. And most of the times what happens is that the way we live our lives, we are conditioned to think that we need to trade off certain areas of our lives for other areas of our lives. So a lot of people say... If, if you are like me, you can't, you can't have a, good, a great wife and you can't have a great job and you can't have great children and you can't have a great church and you cannot have all these things. What we believe is that you have to trade off some things. So we say, if you are rich, at least you will be divorced three times. You've heard those things said, isn't it? We've said that if uh, uh, there are some people who say that the best thing about life is to be healthy. You've heard about that. They say the most, the, the most important prosperity in life is healthy. God did not create you to be healthy and poor. He created you to be prosperous and healthy. So he didn't, he didn't say that when you are healthy you must be poor and when you are poor you must be healthy it's, it's, it's almost like when, when, when a person who is wealthy is also healthy and also has a great family and also has great children it's almost like everybody is waiting when is it going to pop when, when are things going to go wrong so, so when, when, when God has created those things in that basket he did, I, I didn't say to them get one I said make a choice So ladies and gentlemen Life Life Is Made up of many things And the many things That God has made up The variety was not Meant for us to choose some It was Meant for us to live from So if you've been to to The Bahamas you also need to be in Mauritius. You, you can't say that I've been to, my, to Bahamas so I don't need to go to Mauritius. No, 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 no. You need to be in Bahamas. You need to go to the Comoros Islands. You need to go to Cameroon. You need to go to Malawi. And, and you need to go to Dallas, Texas. And, and you need to go to Cape Town. And it, 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 God did not create those places so that you can choose one. Like, you know, like me, just, just saying, you know, because I've been to Malamulele. <laughs> so it means that I don't have to be in Rustenberg. No, I will also go to Rustenberg. You see, so don't trade off. If, if, if your job is going very well, don't think that you don't deserve to have a great marriage. Don't think that you don't deserve to have great children and great relationships and a great church because when God created these things, He didn't say choose some of these things, He wants you to live from those things, all of them. Amen. Now, let's read from, uh, uh, the, let's, let's go to the book of uh, Genesis chapter 41, verse 17. The Bible says that, uh, Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Behold, in my dream I stood on the bank of the river. Suddenly seven cows came up out of the river, fine looking and fat. And they fed in the middle. Then behold, seven other cows came up after them. Poor and very ugly and gaunt, such ugliness as I have never seen in all the land of Egypt. And the gaunt and ugly cows ate up the first seven, the fat cows. When they had eaten them up, no one would have known that they had eaten them, for they were just as ugly as at the beginning, so I woke up. So they went to call Joseph so that he can come and interpret the dream. And when Joseph came to interpret the dream, this is what Joseph said. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, the dreams of Pharaoh are one. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years and the seven good heads are seven years. The dreams are one. And the seven thin and ugly cows which came up after them are seven years. And the seven empty heads blighted by the east wind are seven years of famine. So, what, what I want to uh, communicate this morning to all of us is that uh, this, this passage of scripture communicates a very, very important uh, You know, truth about life. You know, metaphorically, you know, the seven cows that we see, the Bible says they are seven years. And those seven years appear, some of them they can appear to be seven years of hunger or seven years of plenty. Now, from where I stand, there was a time when me and my wife were going through a very, very difficult time And um, what happened was uh, then I I decided to, uh, to leave the work that I was doing to pursue something else. And when I started pursuing something else, things started working out very well. But the pain that I was going through did not go. I just moved from one pain going to the other. So this is how it works, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's very possible that somebody can go through the pain of being poor and they are really going through a difficult time after they are being poor. And then they become very rich, but they still go through pain after being rich. Why do you think people should do that? It's because we fail to know something about this passage of scripture you know what it is is that your life your life is a very integrated system so let's let's look at those seven cows as the seven areas of your life and these seven areas of your life those are the cows there now You as a human being, you have a side of life that is not physical. And we will call that your faith side of life. You have a faith side of life. But you also have a physical life, which is your physical fitness, your health. And then you also are part of a family But you are not just part of a family, you also have friends, relationships, at work, at home, everywhere where you interact with other people. But you also have a career or a business that you ran and you also manage your monies, your finances and you have your uh, uh, money stuff. And then there is a side of you that just wants to have some fun, your hobbies. You see, when you go to the book of Genesis, the Bible says that God created man, put him in the Garden of Eden, and in the Garden of Eden, he planted trees. And then in the middle of the garden, there was a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He said, don't touch this, don't eat from this. But then the Bible also says, and there were also trees that were good to look at. Now, What do you think when something is just good to look at? It means because it's God created you with something inside you that just wants to have some fun. And that is why, you know, us as Christians, we many times are schizophrenic people. Because you see, at a funeral, I have seen a lot of Christians at a the funeral, they stand here. We don't do that here at Toronto Central, but in a lot of churches, they do that. You come here, somebody's lying in a coffin next to, to a woman who is crying they lost her husband. And this pastor or this uh, enthusiastic guy comes to the front. Oh, we are here today to celebrate the life of... You don't celebrate at a funeral. Who who said you can celebrate at the funeral? Somebody is crying there. Do you think that woman that is crying there is celebrating? The Bible doesn't say celebrate. It says mourn with those that mourn. I don't celebrate at funerals. I go to mourn with the widow or the widower or somebody who has lost somebody. Now, as Christians... We, we like to show off as if, you know, we, 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 we are like, hey, we are celebrating, hey, we are celebrating. But we know inside we are crying. We are not celebrating, we are crying. And then you, you go to a party. You can know who is a Christian. <laughs> you celebrate at a funeral at a party. <laughs> at a at party, you put on a face and that lady that girl who is pushing it you know you are, you are like they're not they are not saved no they are saved <laughs> they're going to heaven they are having a good time i don't celebrate at the funeral but when i'm with my friends i'm having a party i dance i dance when i'm with my friend i dance <clears throat> going 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 to to the to the stadium in a suit (laughs) because you are a christian (laughs) no put on some sneakers and nice something and so you can jump and scream when non-vete scores (laughs) Mm, so that's about fun now let's look at these seven cows now these seven, seven areas, the seven years, the seven cows, represent the seven areas of your life. Now, the Bible says that there was seven that were thin and seven that were fat. Now, the seven thin ones started to eat the fat ones. Now, from what I see here, the animals are not 14. They are seven. Because one represents two, a thin or a fat. So what happens is this. What Ntaviseng did is a very good demonstration of what happens. Many people concentrate on two or three of their life spheres. And they leave the other four and neglect them. Now, you know what happens when you neglect the other four? The Bible says when the four becomes thin, they will always eat the two or the three that you are fattening. So when one area of your life is very, very healthy, so you, you, let's take, for example, a guy that is working very hard and his finances and his career is pushing. And, you know, this guy is really having a great time, but he neglects his relationships, he neglects his family, he neglects his health. At one time in his or her life, those areas that they are not concentrating on will start to come and start interfering with the areas that they are concentrating on. So that is why you'd find that a guy is always fighting, you know, uh, health issues because they are not looking after themselves. They are working very, very hard and they've forgotten that this is not a machine. And then they forget. They live in the morning... And they come in the evening, they left the wife sleeping, and they come back, she is sleeping. And they forget that they have a wife. And they forget that they have children. And when those people <laughs> go mad, then what happens? At work, you can see when the boss and the wife are fighting at home. And you've noticed that, isn't it? Like, like you didn't even do Anything but but the guy you know, like, it takes your head off but boss it was just he's fighting at home <laughs> so you know what is happening the cow that is thin his marriage is thin and is eating his job and and and, and then you get sick and then you can't work, and then they remove you from the company because what do, do, they, do they say? They say that uh, on health issues they will retrench you. So, what has happened? Your fat cow has been eaten by a thin one. <laughs> you see. So, you, you, you were what you were doing is that you were like somebody who has chosen three. And you see, the culture, the culture in which we live, also lies to us because it lies to us and tells us that success is three things. is finances, career, and fun. That is why a person that is driving the biggest car here at church, you cannot even think about it. How are they doing in their marriage? How are their children? And what is their relationship with their brother or their mother or their cousin? Because to you and to me, most of the times, life success is just about the three cows, the cow of finances, the cow of the field, and the cow of fun. That is our culture. That is why you'd find that, you'd find that uh, a, a person, you know, I, I've seen this a lot. You know, somebody says they are looking for a mentor. <laughs> they're looking for a mentor. And I'm like, oh, you're looking for a mentor? Find a mentor. I can tell you, the first thing they're going to look for is those trappings like cars, houses, and all those things. Because to them, that is success. They have chosen three pieces of items. And they have left four in the basket. The problem comes, ladies and gentlemen, when those four become very thin, they will come after those three like you won't believe it. And I have seen it. My, wife's, my wife, uh, I remember very well my wife when she had her own uh, real estate company. She, she used to do both rentals and sales. One time at night, one of her biggest clients, a landlord, like this guy could even be a billionaire, calls her at night. And Rebecca is like, yes, Mr. So-and-so. Says, Rebecca, tomorrow morning, get one tenant out of my, my houses. Rebecca goes like, why? Says, I am moving out. You're moving out where? I am leaving my house. I can't live in my house. I'm like, And and, and, and you must go and see where he lives, where he wants to live. So pain is causing him to leave an estate to go and stay in one of his flats. So is he successful? Is he successful? Yeah, according to you. (laughs) Yeah, that's what we call success. Leaving the estate to go and live in a small flat. Ladies and gentlemen, all the seven cows must be fat. You must look after the seven cows. You must speak in tongues and love God. And walk in integrity and walk in... High level morality and righteousness. But you must also be a mean businessman who understands business and who can make big money. But you can also lay out when you're with your friends and you can play hard and you can have a gorgeous wife and you can have great children and you can st- All the seven areas. It is what God wants for you. He doesn't want you. You, you. you know, I've heard people know. Health, mm, health. Health is number one. <laughs> me, I, me, I go to shops. I'm like at Edgar's, walking there, seeing some shoes. It's a long time I was there, but I'm, I'm lying. <laughs> Maybe another shop. What other shop? You know, you'll be like there, you know, w- watching things. I've never had, like anyone, buying any of those shoes with health. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like a salesperson comes next to you, you know. <laughs> you pick up your shoe, <laughs> you pick the shoe, and I'm like, uh, "How much is it?" In? This this one is about uh, three point eight grand. So, three point eight grand okay, you know I'm healthy. <laughs> Can I take it home? No. You can't do that. You need health and you need money. Are you seeing what I mean? Of course. There are, people say there are things that, that don't need money. It's because they don't need money. Say that because there are things that don't need money, then money is not important. Money is important for the things that it needs is important in. You see, so, so you, you, you can't go to shop right and pack your, 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 your trolley, you know, pack your trolley and walking around and uh, I've got a great marriage. <laughs> but we know, and we respect that. It, it's, it's good that you've got a great marriage, but imali uh, ba? You know, and and, and you see, we deceive ourselves, we walk around, you know, just lying to ourselves. How we lie to ourselves, no, let's stop lying to ourselves. God wants you to pick everything, all the seven cows you must feed them and make them healthy, and those of us. That have chosen to have three cows fat and three thin. Stop, stop feeling envy of the ones that are feeding the seven. You chose. Because I I say they, pick. She picked two. So if, if, if you pick two, if you pick three, and your friend has seven, leave them alone. Leave them alone. No. this No. Choose. Seven cows. You know? And um, when, when, when we grew up ourselves, we, we actually didn't even think that as a Christian, you know, you, you, can, you can do certain things uh, like... Uh, Really become very, very successful business people, you know, really have good financial uh, independence and all those things. Why? Because in our minds, we were taught that you have to trade off certain things for you to get certain things. If that is how God created us, then there is something not right. He, he cannot create us that we have to feel pain in one area for us to feel great in another area. He can't, he can't say that make so much money and spend it on hospital bills. He can't say, he can't say have, have a family and lose your children. It, it doesn't make any sense. The reason is we feed, we concentrate on feeding a few cows because the, the, the Pope culture has taught us that those are the important things. That is why we don't respect people that have very, very good marriages if they are not financially uh, okay. Because to us, we feel marriage is not that important. Who said that? Every one of those seven cows is equally important. And let me push it even further. Your spiritual life is not more important than your family. Because there's also a lot of people that say, "Ah, as long as I am saved... You know, it's being saved, you know, is the most important thing. Who so said that? What if we didn't, what if, if, if Adam didn't sin? Do you think that if Adam didn't sin, you would even be thinking about being saved? You would be thinking about other things. So, a lot of us, you know, we, 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 we live li- lies. Because we feel, we feel justified to be lazy just because you are a Christian. Look here, you are going to be a very poor, lazy Christian. You will go to heaven, but here you won't have a lot of fun. You won't have a lot of fun because here, the, you, you can't, me, me, I, me I, when I go there to Durban there, I, I don't sit in, in, in that nice hotel. You know, like sitting there in that nice hotel. And then, then when those waiters and those guys come, you know, can we? what can we get you, sir? I'm a Christian. <laughs> you know, I am saved. I walk in integrity, my man. You know, I, I, I'm a righteous man. Can I have, can I have uh, uh, some uh, pina colada? Listen, we want pina colada. Yes, <laughs> it's a pina colada. You can't just say, I uh, speak in tags. In tags, yes. We respect that. It's a good thing you shaka baba But it's a For you to have our pina colada, chereda. So so you see, our pop culture, we need to challenge our pop culture. And the reason why we have to do that is we have to understand that as a human being, our purpose is multifaceted. Our purpose is not just one thing like a machine. You know when you're a tractor, your purpose is to plow the field you don't have relationships it's not like a tractor you know going out with a bmw (laughs) i've got a bmw as a friend you're just in the field but as a human being you are a friend you are a mother you are a father you are a colleague at work. You are a friend. You are a son. You are a daughter. You know you are a greeter at church. You know you you have all these things and all these things are important ladies and gentlemen. There is not one which is above the other. You have to deliberately nourish each and every one of those things. That is why I have a problem with people. That, that do things at church, at home, and all these other spaces that they think are peripheral to their lives using spare time. You can't use spare time. If, if it is time for your spirituality, it is as important as the time that you use at the office. And if somebody calls you when you are headed to a prayer meeting. You will tell them, sorry, I can't see you before 19 hours. But you know, you know what many of us do? No. There are certain things. Somebody would be sitting with their mother that they haven't seen for a long time. You haven't seen your mother for two years because of Corona. And you are sitting with your mother. A guy calls you. And he says, hey, man, you know it's happening. Let's go and see so-and-so-so. You tell your mother, hey, mom, I'll come and see you. You know what you're saying? Your mother's relationship with you is peripheral. Some of us here, we have diaries. We are important people, isn't it? We even have PAs, some of us, isn't it? Like a PA, you know? Before they see you, you know they go through your PA how many goes to their PA and says a... a sorry, I'll call you... I'll, I'll use Tabi saying again. Tabi saying, Monday, 11 to 12, block it out. Me and my son are going to do one, two, three things. Uh, Friday, uh, 16 to 18, block it out. My mother is coming no business meetings such such a day block it out i have a friend of mine who is a ceo of a company ceo of a multi-billion company million company He, he manages billions of people's monies here in south africa on friday from seven to eight you can't do anything with him he is at church with his pastor CEO of a Johannesburg listed company knows that his spirituality is important. Some of us you are talking to me and your phone rings and you, sto- you ditch me. I, stop, Pastor. <laughs> you <laughs> You know, sit there, Pastor. You know, sit there. Business. It's wrong. You must call the other guy. Hey, Amen. One of one of the guys. I was with one of the guys the other day. He he told the other guy on the phone. Can I say I'll call you later. He told the other guy on the other side that I'm with my pastor here, so we are talking. You know why? Because your spirituality is also important. As a human being, don't live like a machine. (laughs) And then there are those people that, I know I I have 10 minutes, those that say, you know, um, I will only have fun when I start making lots of money. Big mistake. Because the more money you have, the busier you are going to become. And if you don't get time out for yourself, you will never find time. There's going to be one meeting after another, one meeting after another, one deal after another. Remember that when your value in the marketplace starts to shoot off the roof, even your time is also taken. There's a song that we sing in our house. Maybe I I should have played you that song. If the guys on the desk there can be very clever this morning because they are they can find a song called Busy Man. Busy Man was sung by the guy, the father to that Montana girl. What is her name? Billy Ray Cyrus. Now, Billy Ray Cyrus. Find that song, ladies and guys. When we finish this service, I didn't put it in the notes, but I know you are good, so you can get it. We will play that song at the end. That song talks about, we play it a lot in our house. It says, it talks about a guy who is a very busy man. So one day he's at home and his son says, dad, come we play some basketball. Then the guy says, no, I am very busy. When things slow down at work, we are going to come and play the basketball. His daughter says to him, Dad, can you help me to make a lemonade stand? You know, he says, When things get busier, less busy at work, I will come and do that uh, thing with you. His wife, they plan a trip to go out. And just before they go out on a trip, what happens? The call, the call comes from the work. And he tells his wife, he says, my wife, let's cut this trip. We will do it after this thing. And then he realizes that what he is doing, he's going the wrong way. Because he's treating these people as if they are not important. So next time they do exactly the same thing, he tells his boss, sorry, I am busy. I am having a weekend with my wife. So, What is going to happen is this, ladies and gentlemen. If you are going to neglect any area of your life, you are attracting pain to yourself. Because remember, when one sphere of your life becomes thin, it will start eating the area of your life that is fat. And do you know what happens? what happens is that you are going to be in pain. You will, you, if, if, if you neglect your marriage, for example, because you are too busy, or if you neglect your finances because of whatever other reason, that area of your life that is not okay will start eating up into the area that is fine. That is fine. So that is why you'd find that uh, people that are very, very uh, nicely married and stuff like that, they start to have serious problems, fighting with each other all the time. Many times, the problem is not the marriage. The problem is an area of life that is eating up the what? The marriage, if this area of life is sorted out, Automatically, the marriage is going to get healed. Many times, people that fall into affairs, you can ask them; they will tell you they fell into an affair when a person they are in an affair with was doing, was feeding a cow that is thin. So that's that's why you'd find that when somebody's going through a a, a, a work problem, uh, an employment problem, somebody who gives them a job is feeding that, 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 that cow. They can do funny stuff with this person. You see that? Somebody has a very good job, but they've got terrible relationships. Somebody who starts to give them attention and they start that relationship, they can start doing all kinds of funny things with that. So that is why you have to deliberately yourself start to look after all the seven areas of your life so that you don't get into painful situations. Because if you don't, you will attract pain. Now, pain is not necessarily bad. It is a very good thing. Pain is one of the biggest things Gifts that God has given us. Because without pain, you wouldn't know that something is going wrong. The only problem is that a lot of us think that pain is there to cause pain. (laughs) No, pain is there to signal that there is a cow that is being eaten. And if you pay particular attention, you will discover that the, the area of pain is not actually your problem. Your problem is coming from somewhere else and it is eating this pain. Now, I, I, I don't know whether I've told you this story, that without pain, it is possible that you can wake up in the morning without a hand. And your hand has been cut off and you didn't feel. But you know what happens? The moment somebody does something to your hand, that causes pain, what do you do? Your attention is directed to that thing so that you remove your hand out of that, isn't it? That is, how, that is what God has done. God created pain to signal that there is an area that you need to look at so if if your relationships are terrible you don't have relationship problems that's why you have many relationship pro- many relationships that are terrible if you're, if you had a problem with relationships you wouldn't have any does that make sense so what you need to do is you need to find out what makes your relationships not work instead of concentrating on the relationship itself. Because if you, if you concentrate on the relationship itself, you will have so many, but so many will break. It could be when you have your, your, your relationship problems, it could be that you just have serious emotional problems. The moment you take your eyes off relationships and fix your emotions, you will see your relationships just work. A lot of people think that they have money problems. I can prove it to you. You don't have money problems. The fact that you can even have money The moment you have money problems is the moment you don't have it. But if you have money and you are having money problems, your problem is not money. Your problem is somewhere else. Remove your eyes from the money and fix the real problem. When you fix the real problem, you know what will happen? Your money problems will be sorted out. You know, uh, there are many people, a couple of years ago, uh, one of our friends, you know, came to us and they they say to us, you know what, Pastor Ken, I think the marriage is not going to work. I think it's going to end because we are really, really fighting and I think these are irreconcilable problems. So I remember me and my wife, I said to, to him, I said, bring me a white A4 paper. So they brought us a white a four paper and we drew a circle and we put all the seven cows in the circle and I said to him I said let us go all the seven cows. I want us to look at all the things that are happening and I want us to see how your how health is in each one of these seven cows. And we started looking they had a great job the marriage they married for a long time. They had great kids They had all kinds of things. But at the bottom there, when we scored fun, you know the fun? The last F? They scored a zero, a one. Okay, guys, your problem is you are not having fun as a husband and wife. That is what is eating up your... So what you need to do now is that you need to deliberately uh... Uh, make time for each other so during the weekend what you will start doing now for a couple of months is that on Friday you will drive your children to your grandmother's house in Tembisa you will take them there and you will pick them on Sunday night the whole weekend, I am prescribing you to have lots of fun. I even told them that, you know, in Brooklyn campus, in Brooklyn uh, Mall, there is a place called the Cinema Neville. And when you go to that Cinema Neville, <laughs> they, they, they have normal seats. And they also have seats for couples. There is no barrier in between. Get those ones. And throughout the movie, just watch it nice like this. For a couple of months, just to do that. It's seven years now. They are very happily married. Do you think their problem was a marriage? No. No. They thought they were having marital problems. They were having fun problems. So ladies and gentlemen, as I close this morning, the solution, the solution is when you are feeling pain that is coming to you from any area, ignore the pain. Don't do anything about the pain. Leave the pain alone. You know what you must do? You must do a scan of your own life, of all the seven areas of your life. And that, that scan is there in this book, right at the end, right at the end, there. There are 35 questions. Five questions from every one of the seven areas and you will score each one of the seven areas and then you will see which area of your life is thin and I can assure you I have done this thing so many times with people and many times I can even push it to 90% of the times we have discovered that the problem was being caused by a cow that is thin. So there they are people that get fired at work and they think that their problem is work. Your problem is not work. Your problem could be a spiritual problem. Your problem could be at home. Your problem could be your emotions. You leave your work alone. So you need to identify a cow that is thin and you need to link that to your problem. That is your first, the first thing that you have to do. Do a scan of your own life. How are you doing in each one of those seven areas? When you are done doing that and you have identified the thin cow, You need to do a mental exercise. That is going to be very, very difficult. You need to redefine what success is. Because to many of us, success doesn't include the other four areas of our lives. You have to come to a place where you have to tell yourself that having a happy family is part of my success. Having health is part of my success. You have to refuse to define success based on what is given to us by society. And then the last thing is, you have to tell yourself that each and every one of the seven areas is an important part of your life. So starting from today when you are making up a plan for your week you must plan for all the seven areas of your life. You know, when those of us that are married when was the last time you sat down and you planned something that you're going to do for your spouse to make life better. But you know what you did? You planned for your week very very delicately. When when, when did you sit down to plan for your spiritual growth? Your personal spiritual growth? You have to look at all the seven areas. As an important part of your life Because your purpose Is not like that of a machine Your purpose Is that you live healthy In each one of those seven areas And I can assure you You don't have to score high in every one of them But this is how it works If a person scores A three in each one of them And another guy scores a five here and a one there, a five there and a one there. I will tell you the person who has scored the three in each one of them will be happier than the person who has scored high in one and very low in the other. Do you know why? Because their life is not balanced. Their life is like this. So that is why a lot of people are also duped to think that poor people are happy. You've heard that, that nonsense? No, no, you're not poor people, you can't be happy. You can't be happy because you are poor. You can be poor and happy, but not because you are poor. It's not possible. Because, you know, if, if, if you don't have things inside your heart as well, you will be unhappy. So just because somebody doesn't show their unhappiness, we think that they are happy. That is also not true. And many people also say, no, rich people are miserable. Who told you that? It's certain certain rich people that are miserable. Not every one of them. There are so many happy, rich people. So let's not just do this. Let us do this. Let us live lives that are healthy in each and every area. And my challenge to you today is find a deliberate, intentional plan of how you are going to look after each and every one of those seven cows. Because if you don't, I can assure you, one day, one day, those cows you are living thin will start eating up the ones that you are concentrating on. Did, did we find the, the song? If you didn't find the song, then we are going to close. You found the song? Oh, you guys are good, eh? Yeah, let's give these guys a hand. So, we will sing that song and then my good friend uh, Mr. Kumalo is going to come and uh, is going to uh, uh, finish up the 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 the, the service but there are only 11 of these books i can assure you you will do yourself a big favor if you get one of these books and do the scan that is at the end of the book it's not because i want to make money on you it's because i really feel that it's going to to help you amen so let's listen to the song and then uh, if the video is there you can also play the video
1: There's a little boy out in the driveway His basketball in hand Saying, Daddy, can we play a little one-on-one? You pat him on the back and say, Not now, son, I'm a busy man His sister's out on the sidewalk Setting up a lemonade stand Hey, Daddy, don't you want to buy a glass for me? You say, Maybe later Can't you see I'm a busy man? You gotta go, gotta run Hit it hard and get it done Everyone can see you're going far You got responsibilities A crazy schedule that you keep And when you say the time's wasting You don't know how right you are Busy man There's a woman in the bedroom crying saying i thought we had plans you say honey i'm sorry i'll make it up when the job slows down and i'm not such a busy man you gotta go gotta run hit it hard There's a call one day from the office They need you down in Birmingham You say, no way, the weekend's mine I got plans with the kids And a day with my wife, I'm a busy man You gotta go, gotta run Take a break and have some fun Those that love you most say you've come far Got some new priorities in that schedule that you keep, and when you say the time's wasting, now you know how right you are, busy man.